The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guests today are Kelly Wilson and Lonnie Vanderslice. They are the owners of We've Got You Covered, which is a full-service custom soft furnishings company here in Kansas City. I'm going to let them explain in a little more detail what that means. They've also been in business for 10 years, so congratulations to them for that milestone. And they are 2016 recipients of the 25 Under 25 Award. We're so happy to have them as part of the 25 Under 25 family now. Welcome to the show today. Well, thank you. We're glad to be here. So good to have you here. You have such a wonderful, wonderful Story, uh, and I want to I want to start with that. How how this all got started? You sometimes I've heard you refer to you as having an unplanned business. Some people <laughs> might call it accidental <clears throat> entrepreneurship. So how how did you get into this business? Well, it was back in 2005, and the short story is um, my family was at the leading edge of every losing everything after the 9-11 fallout, and I went back to work and needed to make some additional income, and Lonnie and I were asked to make something for a friend who was doing a while-you're-out makeover, and so we did some sewing projects, which led to more requests, and one day we looked up and went, oh my gosh, we have a business, mm-hmm. and we were off and running. <laughs> right, and I, as I remember in the job, there was a, there was a pivotal point where you actually were offered an opportunity to advance in the job, your, your day job, and you had to make a choice about whether to take that promotion or whether to jump all in into entrepreneurship, right? That is correct. Um, I was working for a local fabric store. They wanted me to take a store, which I knew would be 60 hours a week minimum. Mm-hmm. And we had already hired three or four people working wow. for the company, our business. And we thought, you yeah, know, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna work, I was already working 40 hours for each of the businesses. I thought if I'm gonna work that many, let's go for my own. Exactly. And and Lonnie, you're a seamstress by profession, right? Is that correct? Actually, not. No. But okay, I, grew I, up, I grew up. Okay. I grew up on a farm in Northwest Missouri, and that, one of the um, experiences of that is getting in four when you're about eight okay. years old, and so I had To me, that's a years. professional, because okay. I don't even know how to thread a needle. <laughs> so, and I, and I was a tall, skinny kid, and so I made all my clothing until I was in my 30s, Okay, uh, because you couldn't sure. buy it. Yeah. You know, for that height okay. and size. Well, tell us a little bit more about exactly what We've Got You Covered does. What kinds of projects do you work on, and uh, you know, what do you specialize in? Well, we specialize in uh, soft furnishings, is what it's called, custom soft furnishings for the home. And so these are primarily window treatment products mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bedding and um, cushions and pillows and decorative type items. Okay. So these, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I always say it's anything fabric for, that you don't wear. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that, that's a very good way of, of describing it. So uh, you'll do all custom projects. Uh, is, is each project different then? Every project's different. So you talk about manufacturing, but everything's custom, and you have to make up each project as you go, which is quite a challenge in business. Mm-hmm. And we also do anything related to a window. So we do blind shutters, motorization, oh, silver okay. shades, which is also a really big part of our business. Yes, and, and more and more 
more of the window coverings are going to those mechanized and uh, types of things. So um, you're also known as a social entrepreneurship. Why, why do you have that um, tag? When we began the business unintentionally, both of us were in a, a short spot in our life where we had some challenging circumstances. We began hiring women that we knew, friends of ours, that were also in similar places. Some had a, uh, perhaps a disabled child or an elderly relative living with them or whatever. They couldn't hold a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. They needed flexible hours. They needed work they could do for whatever time they could commit to it. And these were the people that we began hiring in order to uh, help us because we didn't know we were going to have a business. Right. So after a few years of this, we realized that we had a niche and that that was our workforce and that, that we hired some um, some people that were referred through Catholic charities that mm-hmm. were uh, Burmese refugees. Mm-hmm. And we have hired people... Um, you know, through other avenues that put us in this this space of social entrepreneurship long before we knew there was a word for it. Yeah, and now you have a formal program, don't you? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, Kelly. Well, our commitment is, as Mar- Lonnie was sharing, um, to hire within <clears throat> the disenfranchised um, communities, and so we, d- we just formalize that, really. And mm-hmm. right now we are hiring um, exclusively through one of the programs, here, jobs programs here in town, just as we perfect our um, model, if you will, mm-hmm. understand how, sure. how that all works. Um, and because we can't hire everybody through this program, we're you know, also launching a nonprofit, which I, another conversation. Yes, uh, that's a huge training. conversation. So is that is that through Sister Berta's program that you're working? It is. It's actually Sister Berta's brainchild. It was her vision. Um, Amethyst Place, the transitional housing project at 27th and Truce, is actually the owner of the program now. So most of the women we hire are um, live at Amethyst Place, and they are getting their life back on track. They're either out of prison or they're in recovery. They were all homeless. They have their children back. And so our commitment is to provide a living wage job and work around their hours. Most of them, almost all of them now are in school getting their degree. I don't think any of them had finished high school originally. No, they all completed their GED, and they're wow. now now enrolled in junior That's college. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and I, I was it was so fun. They uh, both Lonnie and Kelly invited me uh, up to the floor in the Marriott when they won the twenty five hundred twenty five, and they had uh, brought you'd brought in makeup artists and hairstylists, and you had found gowns for the women. You brought your entire staff okay. and allowed them to have because you had said that many of them never or most of them never got to go to their prom. So this was their chance to uh, dress up and really feel special for the night. And I'll tell you, people noticed. I mean, you, they, were, they, were, they were the hit of the evening. The Star even did an article on the whole thing. Yeah, that was did. great. So, so you're doing wonderful things uh, there. Tell us about your uh, 2015 move. That was huge for you guys. Oh, my gosh. That was huge. Um, when, we, when I heard Sister Berta speak in October of 14 and I raised my hand, no one turned Sister Berta down, and I said, yes, I'll hire somebody, and we started hiring. And the women were coming from the inner core up to our business at Gladstone on North Oak, and that our trans um, commute every day, two bus changes, was taking so many hours of their um, time that they could have been working and earning a living that we decided to move the business. And that whole story in itself is a fairy tale, but we found a place, so we just picked up 
everything. We moved on a Friday. I mean, we had to be open on Monday. You got to make payroll yes. when you're a small yes. business. Oh yes. And all of um, the staff and their friends helped us. Sister Berta sent a semi trailer, <laughs> <laughs> and we literally looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. That's we funny. took everything out, threw it in the semi, fifty foot semi trailer, and um, the gentleman drove it down for us, and we unloaded it all. And you know, as as difficult as it was, it's a fun memory now. It's like, okay, we did it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you were so, up and running Monday morning, at least in the operational enough to, to start yeah, working to again. Start working. <laughs> the pictures are what a story. <laughs> but uh, so so you are not. I mean, I, I'm seeing all of um, a common theme here of uh, you know you go into a home and you help make the home over. You're working with women who you're giving mm-hmm. a second chance. Basically, you're you know they're they're getting a fresh start and so forth. And then now you've moved into this part of the community that uh, you are helping to revitalize as well. So it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's about a lot of it's about second chances and, you know, re- revitalizing furniture, I mean, rooms, uh, people, and communities. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, there's mm-hmm. definitely some commonalities there. Um, now, what this allowed these women to do is they can walk to work now instead of taking that bus ride, right? Yes. So that's mm-hmm. helped incredibly. And I even hear there's some color with the flowers and everything. You really freshen <laughs> things up around. <laughs> there because this was this is building had been boarded up for 20 years right Correct. yeah so Correct. the neighborhood is thrilled to have I, it. yeah I bet so you know someone once told me that uh, it, it, it's a company here in town that just seemed to explode overnight and you saw them in all of the you saw them in all of the uh, business publications and they were just everywhere all of a sudden and the owner of it just shook his head and he says you know do you realize we're 20 years old it took us 19 years to become an overnight sensation mm-hmm. and I think you know I've known you all for a while and and I think that's true um, of your story as well to a certain extent suddenly you're everywhere the chambers mm-hmm. top 10 you know you've been um, part of that and you've been part of 25 under 25 you've been in the star a couple times uh, you know been featured in our magazine uh, at times and just this has been your year but you've had your share of struggles right a lot of a lot of building went on during those 10 years to become this overnight success so tell us about some of that part of your history well, you are right, and we say that all the time, you know, where that, so it is funny that you even bring that up. And what I really realized, Kelly, when when we were um, part of the 25 under 25 class this year, it was one of the first times we actually got out of the trenches, and we put mm-hmm. our head up and we went, oh my gosh, there's like the, another world out here. Mm-hmm. So that was really super exciting. And while the 10 years of trenches and making payroll and moving and just all of the stuff that goes with that, I guess now moving into our second phase, third phase, um, what that opportunity did was it opened the doors to say, oh, now we know that there's other ways we can do this and we can grow into it. And that was super exciting because from where I was, I kind of felt like that would be the day in and day out grind not a bad word but grind forever sure. and now we're like oh my gosh this is really super cool so thank mm-hmm. you a for the opportunity to oh. see there's another world out there well you know you had to be looking for it too in order to find it so, <laughs> <laughs> so i'll put it back on you there um talk talking about that though uh, there are so many resources in the kansas city area and i'd always me when I find that I talk to a business owner and they're not aware of them. Now, you guys have tapped into some of those. Can you talk to us about what they've been and how they've helped your business? Well, mm-hmm. the very first one was mm-hmm. the um, Kaufman Fast Track programs. We I don't even know how we heard about it originally, but, mm-hmm. but we began taking 
we took both the new venture and the growth venture. Sure. And Kelly was also in night school at the mm-hmm. time at, at uh, I don't know, someplace up yeah. north. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so we had, we had uh, to get the background that we didn't have in business. You know, I have a corporate background, but not a small business right, background. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and I was going to share, you know, because of that and my total, un- without knowledge, I just ran around and my, I always tell people, ask everybody you know. Say, this is what I'm doing. Yes. How can you help? Who do you know? And that was the door, I think, that led us into so many different, Kansas mm-hmm. City's got more programs. There, mm-hmm. You can't fail in Kansas City if you reach <laughs> out, you know. Well, and that's something else. And somebody told me once, because I always try, I one of my biggest mistakes was always trying to do everything on my own and, and not wanting to help or ask for help because, by gosh, I can do this and I don't want to bother anybody. But somebody said, you know what, if you don't ask, you don't get. If, uh-huh. if, you, if, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And if you ask and you don't get, well, at least you ask. The answer could be yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's a lot of truth to that. So Absolutely. You do. You're, you're very point on there, Kelly. You have to ask. And, and we are visiting here today with Kelly Wilson and Lonnie Vanderslice the owners of We've Got You Covered, and uh, they, they and, and you said it very well. It's, it's everything except for <laughs> everything the fabric, wear. Right, yeah, everything, you don't wear. Everything fabric that you don't wear, and, and that's what they do, a lot of custom projects, and um, had a lot of success over the last 10 years, and, and really, you're just finally getting the recognition for all that hard work, it seems like, in the last year. Let's talk about your nonprofit. That is huge. Lonnie, let's, let's go there. All right. So the nonprofit is called The Sewing Labs. And it is um, birthed from a dream that we've had for 10 of the 11 years that we've been in business. And that is when we started having leftover fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, customers often don't want the little end pieces and such that are left over from whatever projects they're having. So we've been saving them. And the idea was that um, somewhere, someplace, there should be some way that, that people can make these into a saleable article, mm-hmm. basically, so that they can supplement their income. And so we've been kind of looking around for opportunities for that over the years, um, and all the pieces just have recently come together uh, so that we could do that type of thing. And so then the idea of the Sewing Labs was birthed when we had such a phenomenal response to the people in the inner core that want training, Mm -hmm. that want to work for us, that want to be hired. Um, And it it came together when we found that there were other initiatives in the Kansas City area to bring the Garment District back, for example, and that there are needs in uh, Wyandotte County for industrial sewers and Mm -hmm. such. And so putting together a nonprofit that would provide training opportunities for these individuals um, seemed like it was the perfect time and place to do that. And we have a waiting list of people that just, when is it going to be open, you mm-hmm. know? And so we're in the process of getting the, the building ready. But we're, we're planning on um, three or four different tracks okay. and uh, educational tracks. One would be a garment track mm-hmm. for people that are, are aimed in that direction. One would be an entrepreneurial for those that want to, to do their own thing. Another sure. would be a fulfillment for people that want to make 500 bags at a time or 500 aprons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a contract type thing, and another one would be uh, industrial uh, commercial, which is okay. kind of like which is the bigger machines. Mm-hmm. When do you think you will be open? I'm going to add to the course there. <laughs> <laughs> Won't hold it to yeah. it, but ballpark here. Well, the floor is being prepped even as we speak, mm-hmm. and it um, will probably we're we're anticipating the first of September. Okay, so mm-hmm. not too far. No, and we, even if you're off that a little bit, it's still not too far. Not right. too far. Well, we yeah. have a a um, quilting retreat as a fundraiser at the end of July, mm-hmm. and that is going to be held in uh, Amethyst Place's new, newly revised, uh, revitalized 
community center. Mm -hmm. And that is a community event. It's been out to the entire quilting community to come to support that. And then the monies raised by that are going to finish with the fixtures okay. and such for the mm-hmm. sewing lab because we, you know, need all of those things. For, and then the, then we can empty the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pod is full of donations that we've oh, received oh. to date already. Good for you. How many do you anticipate? You say you have a waiting list. How many do you anticipate in each track and how long are the tracks? We haven't identified that. We've been sitting on other educational councils and, mm-hmm. and small businesses. They need one of these and two of those. And so we're trying to identify a tight track that will allow us to say, okay, you need to know how to do buttons, you need to know how to do zippers, you need to mm-hmm. do, know how to do straight seams, you need to know how to do curves, and we can put that together in a track so that it's not going to take you two years to learn how to sure. do something to have a, have a job. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're, we're really tailoring it to the community that wants to hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and w- so you'll have more information about this as you formalize your plans yes. and get yes. things firmed up, the details yes. firmed up, and yes. uh, we'll help you uh, get that out to the community, too, when that happens. We appreciate that. Well, Kelly and I was going to add something that was really exciting. You know, when Lonnie and I started the business, the only thing we had was ourselves and a sewing machine. You know, there were no resources, and it's going to hit a million-dollar company this year. Mm-hmm. And great. the thought of being able to empower these other women by giving them a sewing machine and education, mm-hmm. how many other million-dollar companies can we launch just from that simple Yes. Absolutely. So it's really exciting. It, it, it's incredibly exciting. And, uh, you know, as you said, you're about to hit a million dollars. You're expanding. You've gone into new space. Not only did you move there because uh, of the uh, uh, access that it gave your workers, but you also were just growing. I mean, you what, did you like double your space or close to it? Or I mean, it uh, was, Well, we've kind of added, you know, that was our fourth or fifth move right. in a year or so. It's it's twice as big as anything we had had today. Sure, yeah. And as soon as the sewing labs, which is in the other third of the building, is up and going on its own and goes and finds its own big building that mm-hmm. it will need, we will be taking over that space. We're already needing it. Oh, I can so. believe it. And you've got wraps on your trucks now. Yes. We're, we were getting some pictures of those earlier so today. so exciting. Yeah, you're all grown up now. We are all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> we're growing up. <laughs> no, it, it's wonderful to see that because, I mean, I, I knew you um, from several years ago and, and uh, aware of how hard you've worked both of you so let's talk a little bit more about you know leaping off of the non-profit aspect and the fact that you know can we get the garment district uh, revitalized again uh, you know at one time a lot of people don't know it and shows I think how old I am when I when I realize some people don't know this but you know at one point Kansas City had was the second largest garment uh, area it, was it in the United States with the whole Nelly Don's operations mm-hmm. and so forth? Was it the mm-hmm. second largest? Is that right? Uh, I think it was the largest. The largest. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I bet. I mean, do you think that there are elements in place or that are starting to come together at least that could put Kansas City back on the map in that way again? Oh, I absolutely believe so. Mm-hmm. We're working very closely uh, with Jennifer Lapka Pfeiffer in mm-hmm. Rightfully Sewn, which you've sure. probably seen her mm-hmm. her media. Um, she has a two-pronged effort that is working with designers to keep them in Kansas City and needs a production staff to be able to support those designers. And so we know for a fact that there are efforts going on to bring at least some, ele- you know, some part of that back to Kansas City. 
Yeah, and so much of it is being driven by the small business and entrepreneurial community. Absolutely. Our uh, August issue that will come out in a couple of weeks here, that's our feature story, and I believe that James talked to you too about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll be eager to see that and and see what unfolds over the next several years. Uh, Going back to how you're expanding, you have, did I read this right? You now have a home party line? Is that right? Oh, <laughs> that is my big dream for my next project okay, launch. Okay, can you talk about that or not? Okay, yeah. My idea is all the women that I know that sit at the um, ball fields all day mm-hmm. and the different events with their children, and they're sitting there with their iPad. So I wanted to develop a home party line that didn't involve nighttime parties, but that was an app on maybe an iPad so I could do the business with my friends at the ball field. We could look at draperies. We could look at hardware. And everything could be picked out right then. Mm -hmm. And um, So a virtual party. Okay. There you go. I mean, it's it's all in my head right now. So this is the first time we're public with this, but I'm super excited about it. I think there's a huge market. None of us have time to really have evening parties, but when we're sitting there for hours on Mm -hmm. the bleachers, I think there's a real... um, yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my personal goal after the uh, sewing my ups gets open. You guys, you you don't let much grass grow under your feet, do you? <laughs> we try not to. <laughs> okay. So tell us. I, I was going to say, tell us about the future. You talked about it, but really, it, it, project out ten years. Where where do you see uh, where we've got you covered will be? Where where do you see if you're taking yourself? Well, um, because we are a social entrepreneurship, and the thing is, you know, that we have the nonprofit and the profit, and part of that struggle in the Kansas and Missouri area is that they don't legally re- uh, recognize any of the B Corps or any of the blended um, taxation structures. So we are having to walk both lines. So we are now getting active with some other um, citizens, well, actually the Kansas City, Kansas Chamber. We're meeting with them um, as a concerted effort to try to get some of those initiatives so that the businesses in these states can blend those, which would allow us to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. If I could stop yeah. you for a minute, for people who don't know uh, what the B means, what what were you referring to Well, there? it's a benefit corp. Okay. So um, as in Tom's Shoes is probably mm-hmm. one of the most popular ones. Sure. And because we don't have those designations here, we have to do do both entities. Right. So we're working to try to get that changed and get that landscape. Um, we're also really doing, I'm doing quite a bit of speaking. I've been very grateful uh, a lot at universities um, locally to tell people they can be more aware of how they can change business because it was just something as simple as I said to an owner one day that was struggling with um, employees and transportation. I said, just put an Uber app on their phone. This is not rocket science. So trying to get in front of businesses and say there's another way you can do this and Mm -hmm. we can all work together and have a more holistic approach. The sewing labs is labs because we have a whole series of labs. Um, And Lonnie, you Well, one of the things that we identified in the inner core is that that there are lots of needs. Absolutely. And part of this whole social entrepreneurship is sharing social currency, which is the networks, the people you know, the resources you have access to. People that live in a small 
uh, inner core community don't have access to the same resources the rest of the world does. And so mm-hmm. we connect the zip codes and we have volunteers coming in and we have other resources available. And so there are life labs that mm-hmm. can, um, how do you run a checkbook? How do you, how do you buy a car? How do you do things of that nature? How do child care, child parent, you know, parenting classes, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, the one I'm more excited about is food labs, ah. which will be, you know, everything from cooking with commodities to what do you do now that I'm growing a garden? How do I grow a garden? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do with all these tomatoes? You know, how do I preserve them? How do I cook them? What kind of foods can I put together with them? What's the nutritional value of them? There's lots of education. I could see a campus. Absolutely. No, you certainly have uh, so much that you've accomplished, so much more that you obviously want to do. We wish you the best of luck with that, and uh, we'll we'll come back and find out what you're doing, because <laughs> I know there's going to be more to this story. And if someone would like to get in touch with you, whether it's to, you know, for a job, uh, either kind of job, whether, you know, to work with you on your social um, part of your business or whether it's a, a, a custom job, draperies mm-hmm. or whatever, how would they get in touch with you? Well, I think that the best... The best thing would probably be the phone number for the business. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Which is? 816-746-7405. Okay, one more time. 816-746-7405. Okay, thank you so much. We really appreciate you sharing your story today. Good luck with everything. Thank you for having us. It was wonderful. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.